When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 651 Do you know of any organizations or actions that people can do today who are listening, who are moved uh, through the news of the last week? It, like I said at the beginning of the show, it has been a year this week. This is the Colleen weekend. and Bradley show weekend. Yeah. <laughs> this is the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, 651 641 1071. That's the phone number to call. Um, do you know of any organizations or any actions that people can do today? We want to use this platform as an amplifier we recognize that we are three people we are three people who have our own involvement in and our own engagement in what has gone on what has happened in the past week um we have our own connections Mm -hmm. to the story we are not the story uh but we can't get the great information that there is out without your help and i'm you know Listen, I'm sure that there are people who are actually like, we can't call you right now because we're busy actually <laughs> we're busy doing, doing the help. Yeah. Um, but and don't forget, just to remind people there, uh, if you head to mytalk1071.com, there are a number of, I think, uh, ways that you can help. At least I know that we posted that Star Tribune article that has all of the uh, sort of pop up resources and then on our show page, we have some links as well. Yeah. Um, but if you are a person who knows where people can... Do, because I, I think that... Listen, like I said earlier, there is... When you're standing at the buffet, uh, there are kind of... I think we think there are two ways of, of accepting the buffet. It's either to say, I don't know what to do, so I'm not going to do anything. Or I would like everything. But, the prop, but there's also a third, uh, another area... It's the people who don't know how to get to the buffet or where the buffet is, right? Oh God, how, who are those sad people? I, feel I mean, bad in for buffet them. world, we don't understand that. But mm-hmm. in real life, I do understand what that feels like to be in a space where you think, I want to help. I don't even know where to start finding out how to help. No, we've been trying to give you some of the resources that we've dug up in our own lives and, and uh, through our own connections. But if you are somebody who knows of an organization that could particularly use help and, and it's help that people are able to give, um, you know, let's let's get the word out there. We're here to amplify your voice. Six, five, one, six, four, one, one, oh, seven, one. I'd also like to, you know, maybe we can mix this in with, uh, you know, if you want to share an experience of something you've seen or uh, been a part of in the last few days. Um, 
while we're waiting for people to give us a jingle jangle at 651-641-1071, why aren't you calling? Um, it's <laughs> we because have they're too busy. We're good. It's because they're too busy giving, right? Right. Um, where was I going with that? Things are also changing, right? So the thing that uh, people were posting about yesterday might not be the thing today. So, um, you know, the best place to start again is, and, and this is a link that we've provided uh, or will shortly on our show page uh, for the links is um, that document that sort of updated real time with places that are doing food drives. Yeah. Um, because it's dynamic, right? And um, it's going to change as we go forward each and every day. I will say, do not underestimate the power of financial uh, giving in this moment because that can really be motiv- uh, mobilized and um, put towards immediate needs in a way yeah. like let other people do the logistics not to say that there isn't an actual physical need but sometimes people think like oh it's i don't want to just give money anybody can do that yeah that's but, a big thing yeah because money can be turned around real quick yeah uh, let's go to the phones jamie is on the line hi jamie jamie what resources do you know of where where is help needed uh, well, I know what somebody is collecting. It's Karen, uh, State Representative Karen Housley out at the Kowalskis. The store has a truck, and she's accepting um, donations of essential items for people, hygiene, food, anything you can think of. And they're oh. out there collecting. So and that's in Stillwater? You. The Kowalskis in Stillwater. Stillwater, yeah. Look for Karen Housley's big truck. Thank you, Jamie. That is super helpful. For people who are over in the th- uh, in the Stillwater, I would imagine also like the Hudson area, that that area um the kowalskis in stillwater and you know she did say something and i and i want to double down on this remember the that hygiene items a lot of focus goes to food but think about shampoo think about um, hygiene product feminine well i I, I, i'm gonna just be real politically correct here and call them menstrual products thank you um (laughs) because not everybody uh who uses them identifies as female so menstrual products uh and remembering that these will go to people of all different cultures. So, you know, kind of paying attention to that when you're at the store putting stuff in your cart. Um, you know, the person who this, you know, the people you're serving might not necessarily look just like you. So keep all of that in mind as you're as you're filling up your cart and getting ready to bring it. Uh, and again, that particular Jamie told us about the Stillwater Kowalskis. Stillwater Kowalskis. Yes, thank you. Okay, Linda's on the line. Hi, Linda. Linda, what do you know about places uh, that can use our help right now? Um, my church, Bethlehem Lutheran Church in the Midway. Yes. It's like University and Snelling area. Yes. Thank you. And what they, do they need right now? Well, they need a lot of volunteers because they are going to be open from like ten or like noon to four, but then they're going to drive stuff to people. Perfect. And they're looking for 70 volunteers a day. Okay. I know that they need feminine hygiene or menstrual Menstrual, stuff. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And you can go to their website and they're listing what they need, but they're doing it all week. Perfect. Thank you so much, Linda. So, so just, Bethlehem Lutheran Church in the Midway. So um, just to area. clarify, because that's on this list of the, that dynamic list that we oh, referenced earlier. And she's absolutely right. It says, quote, we need assistance in two shifts every day this week. We're looking for volunteers to join us for either 11 to 3 or 2 to 6. We need roughly 70 volunteers for each shift to keep the operation running smoothly as well as an additional 10 volunteers who can be ready to drive to drop off donations. Um, can I also just, I just want to note this because I think sometimes when people hear that a church is in need, you feel like, oh, I'm not a member of that church. They're covered. 
no, they're not covered. Uh, Even if you are not a member of a certain church community or even a member of that faith, they still need your help. So don't well, and feel they're not like, just helping Lutherans. Right, exactly. So don't <laughs> don't be worried about that. My point is, don't be worried about that. And nobody's gonna try to pull you into any kind of club or anything like that. They just need your help. So don't you know, don't let that dissuade you from from giving the help that is desperately needed. Let's go to Lynn. Hello, Lynn. Lynn, what need do you know of right now that we can uh, send people to help serve? I know um, two different places. One, the National Guard branch out of Princeton is delivering things down to the officers on the ground. Um, and I just dropped off a couple cases of things to someone who's who's going to be doing that later today. And so there, if you, um, I, the, I don't know the contact person, but the, uh, the National Guard um, group out of Princeton area is going to be doing that. And then Mount Olivet Lutheran Church of Minneapolis has a drive tonight from 4 to 6. I think it's 4 to 6 that um, they they have a, um, a bunch of items that are needed, and it's listed on their website, and they also have flyers that um, that are there as well. So, Thank you so much, Thank Lynn, you. for that. Um, okay, so the National Guard out of Princeton and also Mount Olivet Lutheran Church, which is in South Minneapolis on 50th and Knox, uh, and they have a, a great website. You'll be able to find all that that good stuff there. Um, and let's go to Sherry. Hello, Sherry. Sherry, what need do you know of that we can help fill? Oh, hi, guys. I just dropped some products off. It's called Lexington Floral. They're on Lexington Avenue in Shoreview. So for if anybody's in that area, they're getting picking products for self-care, like you talked about, shampoos and, and body wash, soaps, etc. Now, they're only there till 3 o'clock, but they may do it again. But I thought if somebody's in the area yes. yep. on the east side of the river, you know, these gals were packing things up. And um, they said to keep it in mind, like you talked about, um, for people of color with uh, um, curly hair and that, they need a lot of stuff for that, too. And I'm like, well, kudos to them for saying that. Yeah. Yeah. That's an important thing to remember. The, thank you very much. Wait, t- tell us again where it was. It's a floral. Okay. Yep. It's called Lexington Florist. Lexington and Florist. the address is 3414 Lexington Avenue North in Shoreview. Perfect. Perfect. Sherry, thank you so much for that. Um, I just appreciate so much. I'm glad we did that and kind of put that out there because, again, the three of us are very plugged into South Minneapolis. Yeah. Uh, that's where we are living. Um, but And not everybody, that, to expand on that, yeah. not everybody needs to come to South Minneapolis. Exactly. Like A lot of people were showing up to do cleanup, and then you end up with a glut of people who aren't really going to be best used for their resources, which... And you want to encourage them to like still do something. So you don't have to, you know, be the one that drives in to the city. There might be a, a place right in your own backyard that's going to funnel resources or help where it's needed. Let's continue with this actually. Uh six five one six four one one oh seven one, especially if you are in a community that is a little bit removed from South Minneapolis and you know of efforts going on in your neighborhood. Uh, in your area that maybe other people aren't aware of that yeah. they can access six five one six four one one zero seven one. What are things that people are able to do right now to help uh, with the efforts here in South Minneapolis? We'll be back after this on My Talk one zero seven one. We 
are taking a moment on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hey. We're taking this moment to uh, help amplify those organizations that are seeking donations of any kind from all over the, the Twin Cities metro area and greater metro area. You know, we're looking very specifically for actual concrete things that people can do places that need money places that need specific types of donation um and uh so if you know of anything that is not getting kind of the the big the airtime and the big play 651-641-1071 um we did get this email from kelly who said i can't call in but urban ventures in south minneapolis is looking for food and hygiene products and new toys uh, they turned their gym into a temporary food pantry. They have a list of what is needed on their website. So that's Urban Ventures in South Minneapolis. And I think that's an important thing to remember, you know, because we're still experiencing a global pandemic. A lot of people are working from home. A lot of now I want you to like consider this daycares, places where kids were being cared for yeah. um, are not uh, able to function now. Yeah. Uh, there will be kids that will need you know extra stuff to do enrichment that kind of thing so it sounds like urban ventures is also collecting that kind of stuff um this is a place where you kind of have to let your mind wander through what your day-to-day looks like and you think about all the things that you need in a day outside of just food yeah it's 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 very easy to get uh, not stuck i don't want to say on like the immediate things but then you start think just think about your own day like how would i do this in this moment even just things like i mean you talked about prescription drugs i think about advil right you get a headache you get a fever you get again we're still in a time of pandemic tylenol you know if you are starting to feel sick if you don't have and you can't just send somebody down to the neighborhood Walgreens because the Walgreens is now empty and burned down. So, you know, we're thinking about all of the, those, the, the sort of secondary needs that people are going to have. But if you know of anybody in the community who is, is organizing those efforts to get actual things out, things that people can do in this moment, six five one six four one one zero seven one. Have we gotten anything else over email or, uh, um, I did get a question from Rachel. This was actually a question on Twitter. She said, if anyone knows of the needs and where to donate for those with pets or animal rescues that were affected, well, would idea. love to know. And that is a great one. I know I just looked at the Humane Society's uh, account and they had some minor vandalism, I think, at one of their locations. But um, in terms of people who have pets that were affected and making sure they have resources, Um, I don't have any specifics, but if anyone else knows, feel free to... All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasts podcasting platforms and you can also find it on uappodcast.com hi everybody this is adriana trajani i'm the host of you are what you read i have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now we get everybody from sarah jessica parker to Kristen hannah mitch album Susie essman craig ferguson 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Email or tweet the show and or give us a call and we'll pass that along to Rachel. Um, you know, it's interesting. Like that was one of the things um, my kids asked very specifically about was have any animal shelters been damaged? Mm. And I have to say, like, right off the bat, I didn't know for sure. Yeah, I do know. I think it's important also to recognize this. And we're going to talk with somebody who is a leader in the community who lives on the north side. We've been focusing so much on South Minneapolis. The north side has also been affected um, in many, many, many ways. Uh, And so we don't want to... The the focus, the news focus has been on South Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. It's important to to really pay attention to how this has rippled out into the community in many, many, many different ways. And so, um, but I was thinking about the animal control building, which is really close to the border there. Yeah. Um, I have not heard anything, um, but again, and, and think about people with pets who can't get the food for their pets or can't get the, the things that they need for their pets. Um, All of those things are important things to be thinking about right now. And then you, you know, you think of um, people who already relied on a number of services that are just going to be impacted. So, you know, whatever those um, services are and, and no doubt if you use those services, then you can ask yourself, okay, if I use these services, what does somebody uh, who was directly affected by the events of the last few days, how are they going to get these services? And then mm-hmm. check with your service provider and see what they're doing. I mean, uh, that's that's another way to help, right? Not just, I mean, sometimes asking the question makes people go, oh, okay. And that's a valuable piece of input. Yeah. I do want to remind people that um, we, uh, we did, there was a press conference with Governor Walz mm-hmm. that gave us some more information about what the next couple days are going to look like. And so if you are somebody who lives in the Twin Cities, um, they are now extending the curfew for two days. However, the window of the curfew, I believe, is going to be slightly shorter. Am I right about that? I re- oh, Yes, it'll be short. Yeah, you told us. Yep, from 10 p.m. I'm, I might have been napping. You do not know. Active um, napping. Active napping. Uh, the, the length of time of the curfew, the, the curfew hours will be shortened. So rather than 8 to 6, as we've been experiencing through the weekend, it will be 10 to 4. Um And again, they are saying those out past the curfew, unless they are emergency workers, journalists, or fleeing a dangerous situation will be subject to arrest. And I think that's really important to remember also that there are people on the roads that are there because they belong there, right? Mm -hmm. There are people who work in um, maybe hospitals or other places that are essential workers during the hours of curfew that are that are driving around neighborhoods because they live there. That's an experience going places. That's uh, an experience. I, I, cause I did see some, uh, at some point in the actual local news coverage that I was watching where, uh, they referenced a, a doctor who was trying to get to the hospital to do his job mm-hmm. and couldn't because all of the main thoroughfares of course were blocked, uh, were, um, authorities were just not letting people through. And, uh, you know, That's again, you just like you don't even think of that. There are people who need to go to work in the midst of all of this. Right. 
Right. Absolutely. I mean, you know, and, and you see how that how how that can be affected, how you when you tease that out. Right. So you think about the doctor who is supposed to be at the hospital where they're supposed to work. And there are people who still need the hospital because, again, reminder, we're pandemic. still in the midst of a pandemic. Um, and so and if they can't get there for their shift, Right. So like, let's, yeah, we got to remember everybody is we're all doing our best. I hope, I hope we're all doing our best. Well, the people who are doing their best are doing their best. When we, uh, let's go to the phones again. Chris is on the line and Chris, you have some Intel on how to help pets out. Hi, Chris. Hi, how are you? Good. Good. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. Hey, I was just listening to your show and I heard you were, um, having some questions about organizations that are accepting donations to help people and their pets due to the recent events? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so um, I'm actually with a local rescue, the rescue crew, but there are two organizations that we work with that I know that have already been out distributing food yesterday and they're continuing to accept donations. Oh, awesome. And those organizations, the first one is called People and Pets Together. Oh, perfect. And you can find them on Facebook and message them that way. And they are in, um, I believe, North Minneapolis. And the other location or the other organization is called Feeding Furry Friends. And you can also find them and message them on Facebook. Oh, thank you so Perfect. much. Chris, this thank was you super so much. helpful. Thank you so much for your call. And I will say, actually, People and Pets is just down the street from me. That's in Blooming- on Bloomington and 37th, I Perfect. think. Perfect. They might have another office in North Minneapolis. Yeah. But um, they... Um, oh, yeah. I've seen... I've driven by there before. That's a place that you should always remember if you want to help out folks with pets because um, they do uh, all the time they do um, food donations and so it's kind of like a food shelf for, for pets, pets. Yeah. yeah that's amazing that one is called what again people and pets together people and pets together and the my, other one was feeding feeding furry friends my normally very um, finely tuned memory is not at its peak performance I today. think you're not alone yeah, no. Not alone. So we're going to continue to muddle through. But uh, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, I'm looking forward to this conversation. Tommy Bevis, who's the owner of Pimento Jamaican Kitchen, uh, is going to share with us some of the Pimento relief services and um, and, and kind of just kind of talk about uh, what's gone on over the weekend. Found himself at the center of the story in, in many different ways. We'll talk about it after this on My Talk 1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. I did want to mention this because somebody did ask if there was any way of helping on the north side. And um, we are going to actually talk about this tomorrow with one of our guests who's going to be joining us, somebody who I know through a friend who is a community leader and uh, and lives and um and goes to church on the north side, Sanctuary Covenant Church. Um, and that is his congregation. Actually, the reason he can't be with us today is because he's busy working there all day. Um, they are uh, currently accepting uh, diapers, formula, cleaning products. Think about that. Uh, and so much more. Again, that's Sanctuary Covenant Church. And you can, I'm sure, check them out on Facebook. Um, but certainly go, you know, Google them and look at their website to 
It's sanctuarycov.org. Sanctuarycov.org. There is um, also, I'm looking through this list, North Point Health and Wellness Center Food Shelf, and that's over on Penn and 18th North. Yes. Perfect. Great. Um, So, yes, thank you for that. Now, uh, I do want to just say that we were hoping to have, and we fully understand why he might be a little bit busy right now, uh, Tommy Beavis, who's the owner of Pimento Jamaican Kitchen. We were hoping to have him join us in this segment. Holly's still working on trying to get him on the line. Again, the thing that's kind of hard about doing these things on the fly is everybody's working super duper hard. Yeah, they're doing the thing that we want to talk to them about. Exactly. And so we want them to continue to do the thing that we wanted to talk to them about. So, you know, we can totally, Holly, we can... um, we can kind of give up on that. But I do want you to share, Holly, if you would, why we were hoping to reach out to Tommy in the first place and kind of what um, what was going to get us there. So if you are prepared and composed enough to share. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I wanted to bring on Tommy and Pimento Jamaican Kitchen because they are a Black-owned business in the neighborhood of Whittier, Yep, which is the neighborhood that I live in. Yep, And I love Pimento. The the restaurant is fabulous. They used to have a location down in Burnsville Center. They're a really important part of Eat Street on Nicollet Avenue in our community. Yeah. And they have mobilized and turned their restaurant into Pimento Relief Services. Mm-hmm. And they are mobilized. They are collecting so many things. You know, if you want to go and help Pimento J- Jamaican Kitchen collect goods and services for the community... You just go over to their Facebook page and they update it constantly on the things that they need. You know, and we have our resource page at mytalk1071.com too, because it's constantly changing day by day. You know, sometimes people need food, then they need volunteers. You know, one of the things that I saw on Pimento Relief Services is they needed paper grocery bags. Mm -hmm. You know, how are we going to get all of the wonderful donations out to the people who need them? Right. And they literally have left the doors open for the community. They're like, you know what? The restaurant, we're not open right now. Can I just I just have to read because I love the wording of it so much. Um, This is how the Facebook post from Pimento Jamaican Kitchen starts. Due to an abundance of blessings in the form of donations from our community, Pimento Jamaican Kitchen will be closed for restaurant service. No jerk chicken or rum punch today, but come and get your milk and diapers. I love it. I love it so much. So they are, as you said, Holly, accepting those donations and have thrown the doors open for that. It really does to also serve as an example for other businesses who I'm sure the business owners feel um, paralyzed much in the same way that we often can feel paralyzed, right? And this gives them a model for, okay, I have space. Okay, I have hands. Okay, I have a platform. Let's use that in this moment to do something different. That's, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I hate to just always connect back to things that I can uh, relate to, but, you know, the work that ARC does, uh, formerly ARC, now Alight, they always talk about unleashing abundance. And it's really just looking around and seeing what it is you have right now that you can do something with. And they Mm -hmm. really, they're, they're amplifying that, you know, to the far corners. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So they're doing that. They're doing financial donations. And it's just, it's, uh, you know, this is the name. And I will say this, very personally that this is the neighborhood that I live in. Yeah. And uh, these are the businesses that, you know, I think I can speak for all of us that in Minneapolis specifically, these are businesses that we patron 
and that right. we and that we care about. And right. so, you know, you see the what they are doing, the mobilization, the resources and all the things they're doing for the community. And we want to amplify that today. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I did want to mention, too. That pimento Jamaican kitchen was the subject of a violent attack over the weekend. I wanted mm-hmm. you to, I did want you to to talk about that as mm-hmm. well, um, since we do have time. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So, you know, all the information that I have is essentially sourced from social media, you mm-hmm. know, and, and, and important, uh, you know, sources that we go through from social media, but they were specifically targeted by people who, inciting violence mm-hmm. in the neighborhood. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And that's a lot of what we are. It's hard because I think, well, I'm not going to say it's hard. It is what it is. Uh, The news is on location and is paying really good attention to the bigger stories. Um, Those of us who are living in the neighborhoods where things have taken place um, are hearing different stories, are hearing more specific stories, um, are seeing different things. And so... It, it's um, this is like an onion. This is like a multi-layered onion. Mm-hmm. When you talk about what has led to the place we are now and how the information is being spread and who knows what and who's hearing which story. I don't know that that story uh, about Pimento Jamaican Kitchen and Tommy Beavis was actually as public as it was, like you said, Holly, for those who live in that neighborhood who patronize these businesses um those are not the stories that are maybe being told by the news and not because the news wouldn't want to tell those stories, but because the news, our news media is busy with the big picture. Right. And that is useful and necessary right now. But we, we, you know, if you're living in those areas, you may have heard different stories about different real businesses uh, and how they are adjusting or how they are, um, how they are being um, threatened in any given moment. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, it, it, this is, I, I'm just going to be upfront and honest about it. We're tired. <laughs> We're uh, trying to bring you uh, a lot of information in, in an ever-changing moment. And so we had hoped to have a conversation with Tommy Beavis. He's not available. We're fine with that. We get it. Yeah, we'll get them um, on at some point. We'll get them on at some point from Pimento Jamaican and, Kitchen. I do also want to say in the next hour, we were hoping to have uh, our our friend who is uh, now has been activated once again in the National Guard, Major Terrence Robertson. He's busy with some stuff. Yeah, he's and I, we I, get I really it. hope that we get a chance to talk to him at some point because I, I saw an article that talked about, I think, some of the work that he's doing, which is to really, or at least I know the National Guard is doing, and I think that he is involved in this, which is to um, sort of address some rumors and gossip that's going around. It's really, uh, it's been fascinating to watch the power of rumor Mm -hmm. in this moment because people can use those things for their own um, nefarious purposes. Mm -hmm. And so it's important to have somebody, because we've all been victim of this, and I hate to use the word victim, but we've all seen this behavior happen over the last few days where some information comes out, everybody runs towards that, and then very quickly we learn that that's not actually correct information. And when you're dealing with people's safety and security, um, there it, it's a very high stakes, um, it's a very high stakes endeavor. So I'm glad to know that there are people out there who are trying to correct the record and 
and keep uh, rumors from sort of getting out of control such that people feel unnecessarily unsafe or actually are made unsafe because of them. Right. So hopefully, if he's involved in that, we'll, we'll be able and can talk about it because I don't know what they're able to talk about, but we'll find out with um, Major Major Robertson. Yeah. Which, by the way, it's such an adjustment to us because when we first met Major Robertson, Major Robertson was Captain Robertson. So we keep and we're like, somebody. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. We got a promotion. We got to mm-hmm. make sure we give big ups to that. But we are um, paying attention to uh, you know what he is doing, what the National Guard is doing, and we're hoping to have an opportunity to talk with him at a different time. And we certainly understand why he's not able to join us today, but we do have some other things lined up for you in the next hour. We are going to talk with a friend of the show, Carla, who lives in the Midtown exchange building. Um, and they have uh, some very, I mean, they really have been kind of in the, in the thick of it the last few mm-hmm. days. And there are some harrowing stories. Uh, one of them I know is about how the security guard at that building helped single-handedly protect the residents of that building when violence was being uh, executed and has been uh, carried out in the in the streets in that area. Also, um, we are going to talk with Rob Williams from the Sheridan story. We've been talking about how the areas affected have become a food desert. And one of the things that the Sheridan story does so well is help provide food for um, school School families or yep. school age kid fam the families of school age children yep. um, through their outreach and how that is sh- has shifted already during the time of COVID nineteen and is now going to be shifting yet again um, as we really confront the reality of um, the summer in this area that has now become a food desert. Uh, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, should we kind of give some people some more resources, yes, some things that they absolutely. can do right now? Absolutely. Some things that you can concretely grab onto and help with. We will do that after this on My Talk 1071. Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hey. What are we doing? <laughs> we are giving people some concrete ways that they can help in this oh, moment. Yes. Because it's Thank things you. the world can seem overwhelming from moment to moment, and it really is overwhelming for I'm a number of people. I'm overwhelmed. So I'm overwhelmed right this very moment. Feeling overwhelmed is totally fine. That doesn't mean you are uh, beyond the, uh, the opportunity to help. Therefore, we have created some ways for you to help. And the easiest thing for you to do is to head to mytalk1071.com and click on the resources tab. And on that tab, on our website, you will find, and now there we go. When you click on it, it's going to take you to um, a number of resources uh, that can get you um, involved. And that, gosh, that runs the gamut because I'm also noticing there's a number of things for uh, the pandemic, as well as for things to do following the death of George Floyd. To, to that end, if I can really quickly say, I think, Holly, you were about to say something, too. Um, we did get an email from somebody who said, thankfully, we have not had a lot of immediate need 
this last week, but people can always donate blood. Yep. The Red Cross has several locations with COVID and the restart of surgeons and surgeries and babies being born. The need is constant. And she said, I'm heading out in about an hour. And so I do think that that's important, too, is while we've shifted all of our focus into this other place, it's okay to still continue your focus on the things that you were doing if you were doing something. Or it's okay to say, awesome, thanks, you guys got this over here. I'm going to do this thing over here that's going to help this other need that's also really important right now. And Mm -hmm. in doing so, you actually are helping the greater good. Yep. Um, absolutely. There are a number of ways that you can, or a number of places you can go out right today and either bring some non-perishable food items or make some contributions. Um, Facebook is sort of a, a wonderful clearinghouse in terms of if, if you know of an organization, maybe go to their Facebook page because their Facebook page will oftentimes have the most up-to-date information. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we talked about Pimento Jamaican Kitchen in the last segment, and they still um, have plenty of opportunities for you to stop by and drop things off. That also includes a number of pop-up food pantries. So if you know people, a lot of the places that are collecting food are also serving as the point for um, providing food. And there is... You know, if you are someone who needs, because we always talk about the giving portion, but if there's a need, um, you need to take advantage of those services that are available to you. So a lot of the places that are taking supplies are also providing them in turn. So, um, you know, if, if, if you're looking for those resources right now, it won't be that hard to find. Yeah, that's super helpful. Can you talk a little bit more? I mean, we talked about that actual and now I don't can't find it I don't have it in front of me that resource that kind of had a whole list of all of the resources to support Minneapolis protests yep Uh, and all the categories that are represented there in in addition to places where you can physically donate yeah and it you know there's a lot of resources for those next steps that we talked about if you're trying to educate your educate that's unhelpful sleep (laughs) Someday. If you're trying to educate yourself on, I, because, and, and there's no shame in this, uh, at least I hope people will not feel shame around this, if you don't understand what happened and you want to better understand mm-hmm. what happened and why, um, and therefore figure out how you can best help, there are a bunch of resources um, available to you. And this uh, resource that I mentioned, and we'll put this on our show links page, in addition to the things uh, that we've already talked about, like, um, immediate resources, donation drop-offs. There's also um, uh, lists for mental health resources, some events that you can participate in, um, some legal resources, some petitions, some just places to donate if if uh, you're feeling like that's the best that you can do at this moment. Um, you know, to help the 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 family of George Floyd, there's an official George Floyd Memorial Fund. Um, that you can make contributions for maybe um, yeah I mean the list goes on and on and I could just keep reading from it Um, and it's extensive and it's updated regularly there's also you know it gives you lots of articles and organizations for context if you're trying to understand um, a lot of the issues Mm -hmm. intersecting with this moment right Um, and then it gives just a lot of basic resources in terms of connecting with you know even um, you know, public officials in this moment. Um, 
I wanted to just quickly kind of take a little turn very quickly and remind people that we did get some information about the um, in a press conference about the curfew tonight in the Twin Cities. Uh, It has been from 8 p.m. to 6 a.m. It will now be from 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. So they're just shortening the hours of it, but there is still a curfew. Um, And I did just see... Um, this tweet that I wanted to share from the Minnesota Department of Public Safety. Uh, the, uh, the local police will provide the bulk of law enforcement presence today in Minneapolis and St. Paul. Um, this is according to the Department of Public Safety Commissioner John Harrington. Uh, and that rapid response teams will be ready to assist if violence begins. More agencies in Minnesota National Guard will join locals this afternoon. Um, I, and I just, I, that made me think of something that I needed to share with you guys really quickly. Um, that happened on one of the days in this very long weekend. Uh, after the curfew went into place, one of the days, I think it might have been Friday. I cannot remember. We were, um, we live, we face a lake, Lake Nokomis in South Minneapolis, and we're close to the airport. We hear a lot of airplane noise a lot. Mm-hmm. We're also close to Fort Snelling. So we hear a lot of the military airplanes when they're doing training, etc. A lot. But one thing that has never been seen in our little neighborhood is the sight of a, I'm going to call it a Black Hawk, and somebody who knows better is going to be like, it's not a Black Hawk, it's you know, this. We keep all saying Black Hawk because we don't know. Because we don't know we don't any know other model. Terms. It was big. It was a big whirly a big bird. Helicopter. It was a big whirly bird in the sky. Comes dipping down into Lake Nokomis with a big bag hanging from it. Swoops up a bunch of water and then takes off toward 35W. There was a car on fire on 35W. And that's what they were using to put the fire out. And I hated that I was seeing this for that reason. For the reason that we are seeing it right now. And simultaneously thought to myself, I will never see that again. Yeah. I hope. But that is not, you know. It's not something you see every day. It's not in the middle of the city. No, sorry, Bob. Nope. Now, apparently I've been told by multiple people who are like, you are such a city mouse. That is how they put out forest fires often in different areas. They dip down into bodies of water, swoop up the water, and then fly over. there's a certain sense, right? That makes sense. I don't know. Because I've been city mouse my whole life. It was the most, uh, it was stunning and unbelievable and scary and horrible all at the same time. And that is like a lot, like a lot of what we are holding on to in this moment, right? Like this is, there are some really beautiful bright spots when you see the community coming together to help, to put something together. There's the pain of the fact that it's apart in the way it's apart right now. Mm-hmm. Um, there is the sadness and confusion about, uh, you know, well, the sadness about the fact that we have arrived at this place, the confusion about where we're going to go next, the hope that we're going to go to a better place, that we're going to use this as a catalyst to uh, repair what is broken in the system. Um, there's, We're just holding a lot of complex emotions at the same time. And oh, yeah, by the way, we're also in the middle of a pandemic. You know, I will I do want to just say in reference to that because one observation I had this weekend, I went to a there was a sort of community meeting in Powderhorn Park. Hundreds of residents of that neighborhood. I have just in, in this moment and I am I will admit fully 
that I had been derelict in my responsibility as a, you know, uh, fully integrated member of my community. But in this moment, I just have seen our neighborhood come together in ways that I'm just very, it makes me feel very safe in a way. Um, but this weekend in particular, um, there was a meeting and one of the things I observed was we are in the midst of this pandemic, right? And remember, we're not really supposed to be in groups of greater than 10. Right. But for a number of reasons, we are. And that's just where we are. And I was just so impressed by the number of people who were wearing masks and who were uh, adhering to social distancing. Mm-hmm. That it, which is not easy, right? When you try to get a couple hundred people together and have everybody hear mm-hmm. and communicate and connect, uh, it, it just made me very happy because it, that's one less thing we have to worry about. And if you want to do things together collectively, it's not going to be helpful if we're not if there is no collective group of people because of a pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. So that did make me feel very very happy to see you know people observing because I'll be quite honest, that's not always a given. It's so true. It's so true. And, you know, I do just want to throw this out there as another thing um, to be grateful for, because we were kind of talking about things that we were feeling uh, grateful for a little bit earlier. Um, Yesterday, I think a lot of people watched as that tanker plowed into that group of peaceful protesters. And what I want to say is it is a miracle. It is a miracle that nobody was injured or worse yet, died in that. Um, those are, I'm sorry, I am super fragile today. I just, so I'm feeling the emotion of that. But in that moment, as I was watching it live, I thought to myself, my goodness, that could have been so much worse. And while we're already in the middle of so much pain that lives were spared and people's health was spared in that moment. Yeah. And was remarkable. Yeah. People came together in that moment. They could have all just flee, fleed, fled, fled, fled. Thank you. Words Mm -hmm. in different directions. And yet they stayed um, united to help each other. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we are going to have a guest who lives in the Midtown Exchange building to hear about the last few nights from their perspective. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. 